Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. Today is day 131. We are reading 1 Kings chapters 4, 5, and 6 today. Your hosts are Dave Moore and Fiona Carter. This is the Daily Reader for day 131, 1 Kings chapters 4 through 6. You shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation there. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your households, in all that you undertake, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. Deuteronomy 12, 5, and 7. Though Solomon and David had reigned each for forty years, Solomon receives less than a quarter of the airtime given to his father. The highlight of those four decades, though, was of such importance that the author erects a milepost. In the 480th year, after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. This connection with the Exodus generation reinforces that Solomon can take no credit for the temple or for the conditions that allowed its completion. For Solomon to even begin construction on so grand a structure, there must have been an era here of extraordinary peace and prosperity for Israel, security that those first Israelites could have only dreamed of. No, the temple is the fulfillment of a promise that the Lord made to Israel 440 years ago on the plains of Moab. Back before the land had been taken, the kingdom established, and David's family installed on the throne. In the 480th year, is not just a chronological marker. It's a reminder of God's faithfulness to his covenant and to his people. These chapters are a reminder of all that Solomon inherited. His father had left him a united kingdom that touched the Gulf of Aqaba in the south and the Euphrates in the north. Tribute flowed from Edom, Moab, Ammon, Aram, and Hamath. He bartered it as an equal with the wealth of Tyre and Sidon. And to top it all, God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure. Listen as peace, wisdom, and blessing converge in ways we've not yet seen. Our verse for this week is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. 1 Kings 4 through 6. Now let's read it. Chapter 4. King Solomon was king over all Israel, and these were his high officials. Azariah, the son of Zadok, was the priest. Elihoreph and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, were secretaries. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was in command of the army. Zadok and Abiathar were priests. Azariah, the son of Nathan, was over the officers. Zabed, the son of Nathan, was priest and king's friend. Ashishar was in charge of the palace, and Adoniram, the son of Abda, was in charge of the forced labor. Solomon had twelve officers over all Israel who provided food for the king and his household. Each man had to make provision for one month in the year. These were their names, Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim, Ben Decker and Machaz, Shalbim, Beth Shemesh, and Elon Beth Hanan, Ben Hesed, and Araboth, to him belonged Sukkah and all the land of Hefer. 
Ben Abinadab in all Naphath door. He had Tapa, the daughter of Solomon, as his wife. Bena, the son of Ahilud, in Tanakh, Megiddo, all Bethshane, that is beside Zarethan, below Jezreel, and from Bethshane to Abel Mahullah, as far as the other side of Jochmim. Ben Geber, in Ramoth Gilead, he had the villages of Jair, the son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, and he had the region of Argob, which is in Bashan, sixty great cities with walls and bronze bars. Ahinadab, the son of Iddo, in Mahanaim, Ahimaz, in Naphtali, he had taken Basimath, the daughter of Solomon, as his wife, Bena, the son of Hoshe, in Asher, and Bealoth, Jehoshaphat, the son of Peruah, in Issachar, Shimei, the son of Elah, in Benjamin, Geber, the son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, the country of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and there was one governor who was over the land. Judah and Israel were as many as the sand by the sea. They ate and drank and were happy. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms, from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour and sixty cores of meal, ten fat oxen, and twenty pasture-fed cattle, a hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fattened fowl. For he had dominion over all the region west of the Euphrates, from Tifsa to Gaza, over all the kings west of the Euphrates. And he had peace on all sides of him. And Judah and Israel lived in safety, from Dan even to Beersheba, every man under his vine and under his fig tree, all the days of Solomon. Solomon also had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And those officers supplied provisions for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table, each one in his month. They let nothing be lacking. Barley also, and straw for the horses, and swift steeds they brought to the palace, where it was required, each according to his duty. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure, and breadth of mind like the sand on the seashore, so that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east, and all the wisdom of Egypt." For he was wiser than all other men, wiser than e Ethan the Ezrahite, and Heman, Calchol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He also spoke three thousand proverbs, and his songs were one thousand and five. He spoke of trees, from the cedar that is in Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He also spoke of beasts, and of birds, and of reptiles, and of fish, and people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom. Chapter 5 
Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father, for Hiram always loved David. And Solomon sent word to Hiram, You know that David my father could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God, because of the warfare with which his enemies surrounded him, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune. And so I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord said to David my father, your son, whom I will set on your throne in your place, shall build the house for my name. Now, therefore, command that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me, and my servants will join your servants, and I will pay you for your servants such wages as you set. For you know that there is no one among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. As soon as Hiram heard the words of Solomon, he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, who has given to David a wise son to be over this people. And Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have heard the message that you have sent me. I am ready to do all you desire in the matter of cedar and cypress timber. My servants shall bring it down to the sea from Lebanon, and I will make it into rafts to go by sea to the place you direct. And I will have them broken up there, and you shall receive it and you shall meet my wishes by providing food for my household. So Hiram supplied Solomon with all the timber of cedar and cypress that he desired, while Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household and 20,000 cores of beaten oil. Solomon gave this to Hiram year by year. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. King Solomon drafted forced labor out of all Israel, and the draft numbered 30,000 men. And he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month in shifts. They would be a month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoniram was in charge of the draft. Solomon also had 70,000 burden-bearers and 80,000 stone-cutters in the hill country, besides Solomon's 3,300 chief officers who were over the work, who had charge of the people who carried on the work. At the king's command, they quarried out great, costly stones in order to lay the foundation of the house with dressed stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders and the men of Gebel did the cutting and prepared the timber and the stone to build the house. Chapter 6 In the 480th year after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. The house that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. The vestibule in front of the nave of the house was 20 cubits long, equal to the width of the house, and 10 cubits deep in front of the house.
and he made for the house windows with recessed frames. He also built a structure against the wall of the house, running around the walls of the house, both the nave and the inner sanctuary. He made the side chambers all around. The lowest story was five cubits broad, the middle one was six cubits broad, and the third was seven cubits broad. For around the outside of the house, he made offsets on the wall in order that the supporting beams should not be inserted into the walls of the house. When the house was built, it was with stone prepared at the quarry, so that neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron was heard in the house while it was being built. The entrance for the lowest story was on the south side of the house and one went up by stairs to the middle story, and from the middle story to the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he made the ceiling of the house of beams and planks of cedar. He built the structure against the whole house five cubits high, and it was joined to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon. Concerning this house that you are building, if you will walk in my statutes and obey my rules and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to David your father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. He lined the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house to the walls of the ceiling, he covered them on the inside with wood, and he covered the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built twenty cubits of the rear of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the walls, and he built this within as an inner sanctuary, as the most holy place. The house that is the nave in front of the inner sanctuary was forty cubits long. The cedar within the house was carved in the form of gourds and open flowers. All was cedar, no stone was seen. The inner sanctuary he prepared in the innermost part of the house, to set there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was twenty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and twenty cubits high, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid an altar of cedar and Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold, and he drew chains of gold across in front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. And he overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Also, the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary he overlaid with gold. In the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood, each ten cubits high. Five cubits was the length of one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the length of the other wing of the cherub. It was ten cubits from the tip of one wing to the tip of the other. The other cherub also measured ten cubits. Both cherubim had the same measure and the same form. The height of one cherub was ten cubits, and so was that of the other cherub. He put the cherubim in the innermost part of the house and the wings of the cherubim were spread out so that a wing of one touched the one wall and a wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. Their wings 
touched each other in the middle of the house. And he overlaid the cherubim with gold. Around all the walls of the house, he engraved carved figures of cherubim and palm trees and open flowers in the inner and outer rooms. The floor of the house he overlaid with gold in the inner and outer rooms. For the entrance to the inner sanctuary, he made doors of olive wood. The lintel and the doorposts were five-sided. He covered the two doors of olive wood with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He overlaid them with gold and spread gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. So also he made for the entrance to the nave doorposts of olive wood in the form of a square and two doors of cypress wood. Two leaves of the one door were folding and the two leaves of the other door were folding. On them he carved cherubim and palm trees and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold evenly applied on the carved work. He built the inner court with three courses of cut stone and one course of cedar beams. In the fourth year the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Ziv, and in the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, which is the eighth month, the house was finished in all its parts, and according to all its specifications. He was seven years in building it. Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible.